Welcome to another episode of Shades Midweek. We have conversations about coffee. Nope. <laughs> coffee? <laughs> what? <laughs> we used to the have, gross. it used to be Shades Coffee Conversations. Oh, gosh. That was like years ago. <laughs> All right. Throwback. We yeah, we're going to keep that in there. We're going to keep that. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Shades Midweek, where we have conversations about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I am joined in the studio by my co-host, co-producer, John Mark Duro. What's up? Hey, listen, we have the same shirt on, and I just wanted to acknowledge that right off the bat, even though you can't see it through your phone uh, and through your ears listening to this right now, but Brad and I showed up to the church today, uh, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to one another that we were going to have the same shirt on. You just outed us. Um, this has happened for what? The past like four years? How long have you had that shirt? Nope. It hadn't been four years. Two Jordan. years? Two or yeah, three years. Two maybe. years. We have one shirt that's identical and we wear it at the same time. It happens what? all the time. Oh, every couple <laughs> weeks? Yeah. Every couple weeks. Uh, unbelievable. It's embarrassing. And we went to a restaurant together with the together. same shirt on, which was really awkward. We didn't eat inside the restaurant no. because we were wearing yeah. the same shirt. We, we were felt too weird about it. Uh, and in case uh, you heard some laughter in the background, that's because we have some special guests with us today. We have Josh and Meg McClung here. Hello, Shades Out. What's up? Thanks for joining us today yes. on this Tuesday. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Does it feel how you guys thought it would feel? In the studio, it's a lot, in the it's a studio, lot hotter and smaller than I imagined. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm not wearing the right shirt, to be honest. <laughs> Do you have a a, a club Duquette shirt that you could have worn? No, I don't even have a green. We shirt. didn't send the dress code. We should have yeah. sent the dress code. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk about more than fashion today. Believe it or not, we have brought Josh and Meg uh, on the podcast because uh, they have been called out from our body. And so we want to hear more about that calling, more about what the Lord has been doing in their life. But before we talk about any of that, why don't you guys just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves for those in the body who may know nothing about you. Me? You go, Miguel. I'll go. Okay. Where do I start? We met. (laughs) We met. Two score. No, just kidding. <laughs> so Josh and I met when we were fifteen um, in Birmingham. In, not in, exactly. Oh, yeah, not. in Bushnell, Illinois. Bushnell, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Josh was in the youth group. Park and Jeff Stalka. Shades the, Valley Youth Group. Were the Shades Valley Youth Group leaders at the time, 15. and I was in between. I lived in Budapest, Hungary, uh, my freshman sophomore year of high school, and I was home for the summer and. We met and fell in love at 15 <laughs> years old. Love at first sight. Wow. Love at first sight. Wow. I don't know. 21 years ago. <laughs> 21 years ago. Um, but no, we were at a uh, Christian music festival up in Bushnell, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Cornerstone Festival. Corner- Anybody oh, familiar? Yeah. It's yeah. like a uh, who played that? Like year? a Christian Bonnaroo. Who did oh, I'm play sure. That year yeah. Is the question. <laughs> who was a, sure who's the biggest some. band? Do you uh, remember anyone? I was big into Pedro the Lion. We saw a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Zayo, Strong Arm, a lot of the bands that will be at Furnace Fest next right. year will, would have been there at that time. Yeah, Sixpence, None the Richer. Uh, oh, wow. One year, wow. MC Hammer wow. played one year. Yeah. Switchfoot was I'm getting big about. then. P.O.D., oh, yeah. that was kind of in that, that yes. range. Yeah, this was the 90s. Yeah. 1999. <laughs> showing, yeah. showing your uh-huh. age. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. Um, but anyway, so we kind of go way back with the church. Josh mm. came to youth group here. I started coming here my freshman year at Sanford. Park and Jeff, y'all know, have been here like forever, mm-hmm. um, which is how I ended up here. And um, yeah, so we got married at 22, and uh, when we were 23, moved back for here from Auburn, uh, War Eagle. Yeah, and, yeah War um, Eagle. Amen. <laughs> we didn't so we say <laughs> it; they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess John well, Mark said it. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so we've been here since. Uh, full-time since we were 23 which mm. was 13 years ago um mm. 
I am an RN and I worked at um, UAB Hospital for a while. And um, Josh worked for Honda Manufacturing. He's an engineer, got his uh, engineering degree from Auburn. And um, so, yeah, we just worked full time. We used to joke that we were dinks, double income, no kids. Got to party all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those but were the good old days. Those, yeah. Yes, they were. No. Um, so then I think when we were around 26, we decided we wanted to start having a family. Um, struggled with infertility for a while. Uh, gosh, this was a while ago. We, um, we went to fertility specialists and then ultimately prayed and fasted and asked God like whether to pursue that or adoption had always also been on our hearts. So we, um, we felt like the Lord calling us to that. So we, uh, pursued adoption, domestic adoption through lifeline. And, um, when we were, Josh had just turned 30 and I was about to turn 30. We adopted our oldest son, Oliver. He was born in Georgia and, um, he is six years old now. And that was really kind of like the first hard thing that we went through. Um, everything up until that point, I think had come pretty easy for us. School, um, our relationship, marriage, all jobs. Wait, all you're that. saying your relationship with Josh <laughs> came, yes. pretty, came pretty easy. I don't yeah. know if he could say the same thing about me, but no, like we never fought hardly yeah. ever. And yeah, like just had love to have fun, laugh. And mm-hmm. it was, it was yeah. easy for us. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, yeah, that was like a, kind of our first big struggle where we had to let go of, um, I don't know, just let go of being in control and what we wanted and what our expectations were and and let God take over. Mm-hmm. Um, so that taught us a lot. And I think we grew a ton in our marriage and we grew a ton in our relationship with the Lord. And, um, and it was cool too, like just being in this body because we'd been here for so long and yeah. um, we tried to be transparent and open about like what we were going through. And um, mm. we had a, so much support f- yeah. from everybody in the body through prayer, um, just encouragement and ultimately like fundraising and, and doing all that we had to do um, in order to make the adoption happen. And we just felt so unbelievably blessed and supported by this body. I don't think we could have made it. Mm. as well as we did without, you know, without everybody. Um, and so moving forward, um, unexpectedly got pregnant with Reimer and, um, she is three now or almost three. She'll be three in August. And, um, so yeah, that's where we are now, I guess. And I stay home with the kids. I'm still a registered, technically a registered nurse, but I don't work. And, um, and Josh is now working for Southern Power, which is part of Southern Company, and getting ready to quit. <laughs> or at least he's getting ready <laughs> to go on more days at least. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a few more days mm-hmm. before he goes on leave. So anyway. That's yes. Where we are now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that's what I want to talk about next. Uh, why don't you start out by just telling us where the Lord has called you all to, where y'all are going uh, this week right yeah. is it this week friday, yeah. friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. so we'll be going to uh tyler texas to the ywam base there um there's ywam bases all over the world basically and there's only a few actually that do kind of a family dts which is a di- discipleship training school um where your kids are actually involved in the training as well and involved in the outreach and ministry um so there's a few That's different cool. places that we looked and then the date of this one um, and the opportunity to be closer to home uh, kind of lined up with um, what we were hoping for. Yeah, we were going to go to Hawaii. Yeah. But Whoa. it didn't work out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a little expensive. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so Texas is almost as good as Hawaii. Though, so <laughs> Now, where is Tyler, Texas? It's on the east Texas. side, so yeah. only about okay. eight-hour drive from home. Um, okay. Yeah, it's not it's So not we're going to be th- on the base there for three months and then outreach for two months after that, which is to be determined where we'll go from there. Um, they've been places overseas, 
and they've been places in the States. So yeah. I think depending on what the... Yeah, and during quarantine, they stayed on the base yeah. for outreach. So, so oh, <laughs> we're really? hoping that's not the yeah, case. So, what it, yeah. so that's a possibility, though. If uh, they, yeah. yeah, I We've think kinda, it's very unlikely. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, And we're trying to get around that if they right. that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're hoping we'll that doesn't happen. <laughs> but like they've been to Brazil and they've been to um, Mexico. Mexico. Mm-hmm. With the family DTS yeah. went there last year, so okay. So y'all will be living on the base, mm-hmm. right? In yes. apartments, or I think it's a big house. Mm-hmm. It used yeah. to be a so the base used to be a ranch, and there's some big homes on the ranch. Um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it's potentially like a seven to nine bedroom house with. Ooh. I think we yeah, should so have we'll two. I think we should have two rooms to our, for our family. Yeah. And bathroom situation. I don't. I'm not sure, but <laughs> so it'll be comfortable we'll and it'll be a new experience. But yeah. Really so y'all be sharing a kitchen with yeah. other yeah, families. Kitchen and then everything's kind of like summer camp where you have a cafeteria where you go to uh, okay. eat your meals together. So we'll yeah. eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, and with Oliver, and then they'll both be in. He'll be in a teaching during the day, and Rhymer will be in. Daycare. In daycare. So a little yeah. bit different experience for all of us, but we're looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah. So do you all kind of have an idea of what your days will look like when y'all are there? Yes. So um, like you said, cafeteria, we'll do breakfast at seven. Class starts at nine. We have a break for lunch at 12. Then we go back at one until like three mm-hmm. for more class room setting. And then we have, a, we actually have work duty. <laughs> so we don't know what oh, that's going to look like. Chores? Like chores? Yes. Yeah, like kind of chores. Chore. <laughs> and then, um, dinner at five and Mm. then like we have free time in the evening so we'll we'll be having to do homeschool with oliver in in some part of the free time whether it be in the morning or the Mm. evening um and then work duty after after class but so like josh and i will be in class from nine to three except for lunch and oliver will also be in class from nine to three and they'll be doing the same um they'll be learning like the same things that we're learning just on uh, i guess like a kid version yeah um Mm -hmm. but like practicing Wow. Hearing from God, practicing mm-hmm. intercessory prayer, um, just all the things that we're going to be doing, but on his level. So, and then Remmer, like you said, will be in daycare. So, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask next is uh, what kind of classes are y'all going to be taking there? Um, yeah. So, well, we have, we have like our core leadership, which is a, a married couple who had this vision to start a family DTS in Tyler about eight years ago and they they led the dts um what was called crossroads which is for older people not necessarily Mm -hmm. whole families but maybe you're maybe you've already had a career and you want to go into ministry Mm -hmm. um so they have experience like teaching and leading but then they they specifically wanted to start a family dts last year was their first year to do it and um they teach a, a big chunk of it but they also invite other teachers to come in and uh, like my dad has actually taught at a DTS down in Chile before a couple of times. So like you'll have guest, you know, guest speakers come in for a week or, and teach on different topics, but they have, I mean, they have like your identity in Christ and um, like I said, intercessory prayer and, and how to hear from God and just different, different subjects that yeah. will mm. be beneficial as a family in ministry. Yeah. So, so it's pretty broad. So mm-hmm. there'll be people, that are going in different directions after this, like yeah. some maybe going into the mission field, yeah. some maybe going back to their church. Some maybe going on staff with, like there was a family who did a DTS mm-hmm. last year who is now on staff with YWAM and Tyler, base, who yeah. will be helping, like they'll be some of our leadership as well. They have seven mm-hmm. kids actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> and they did, they did the family DTS last year, living in the dorm cell setting. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. and going on outreach with all of their kids. Wow. <laughs> okay, so y'all do the classes for three months, right? right. And then hopefully <laughs> y'all yeah. get to go <laughs> an yeah, outreach go for two months. Mm-hmm. So where will that be? What will that look like? Yeah, so we're still that's still up in the air, and I think they don't even know yet. I think we'll yeah we'll, we'll make that decision. I guess somewhere along the way, where where it looks like we'll be able to go to that'll be our next kind of big fundraiser to pay for whatever. Um, whatever that cost looks like. Yeah, because it's a pretty wide range. We're hoping that we are able to go overseas, and we've asked even if they aren't able to, if we could do a, maybe do a DTS with Meg's sister in Poland. Yeah. So maybe oh, do something oh, there. Cool. Yeah, like yeah. do our outreach so with them. I think there are right. some options if everything's kind of in the shutdown quarantine and we can't go anywhere that we could right. we could pursue. But So it's all still kind of 
to be determined in the next few months or so what that'll look like. Yeah. Well, then we'll pray about that be. as a school. Yeah. Um, and that's why we don't know yet where we're going. Like we okay. wouldn't know yeah, where okay. we were going even right. if it yeah, was even normal if it circumstances. Because we, yeah, just as a school pray and ask God to show mm-hmm. us like where to go. And um, so that'll be, I guess we'll, we'll probably know by September because we'll mm-hmm. be going on outreach in October. And we'll be gone for six to eight weeks, um, wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. So before we uh, continue with our questions, John Mark, how would you feel about a speed round right Let's now? Let's do it. Does it feel right? Let's do it. Oh, I'm Does sweating. it feel appropriate? <laughs> Since ready. we've never had a couple before, Ooh. I didn't Are do we it. Oh, popcorn. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> popcorn speed round, or do we do both? I think. I think. Uh, both. What if you we bo- say the same thing? You both uh, could answer and just see what cute. happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. You go um, first. Give me more time to think about it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we got some questions for you okay. guys. Let's see That's what right. happens. All right. All right, first All right. question. Josh, how do you like your eggs? Over easy. Meg? Over easy. Same. No. It's easy. Even Oliver's into it now. Really? And, and, and Rhymer. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Rhymer. Wow. Runny eggs. All right. Josh, <clears throat> furthest you've ever run. Ooh, 36 <laughs> miles on my 36th birthday. What about you, Meg? <laughs> furthest you've ever run. Uh, was in January. Maybe two miles. <laughs> All right. Hey, strong. that's good. Strong. That's strong. That's a big maybe. You're on yeah. your way. J- Josh, what's the most that you've run in a week? Oh, yeah, I a think like one, 110 maybe I hit in a week. I was going for 100 at the beach a few weeks ago, but only got to 91. Only. Side yeah. note, have, have you ever thought Have you ever thought about doing the, uh, the Barkley? Yeah. Have you thought about doing that? I think you have to... That's There's a few different ones. That one's wild. Okay. I mean, like they have the best runners in the world for trail running, and then like none finish. So right. <laughs> not it's like insane. That. Yeah, it's okay. like 120 miles in like that's so Tennessee insane. wilderness. So yeah, Josh, I think I, I don't think like. I think the question it. that I have is how and why. Uh, how why how <laughs> how does your body do it's that? Yeah. I think is the question. I mean, sometimes I feel like Jordan in his prime, you know, when I'm <laughs> when I'm just <laughs> the goat, <laughs> just like a gazelle. No, I don't, I don't even know why I do it, honestly. I mean, it's a good enjoy. Actually, I think yeah. it's probably rela- it's probably the most relaxing thing I do all day, solo most yeah. of the time. Just being able to run. I listen to a lot of podcasts, actually. Oh, right, yeah, for sure. A lot of sermons, even. Um, the longer, wow. the longer <laughs> yeah. he runs, the less he has to be around. How long did it take? Okay, here it is. How long did it take you to run the 36 miles that, that you uh, did? What was it? Four four hours or so? Something like that. So I ran from my house to Oak Mountain, and then there was a 10-mile <laughs> race at Oak Mountain that I did. <laughs> and I came in second That's in the so race. Great. I almost won it. So then, great. And then had a one mile afterwards. So that was a that was an ordeal. And it was on oh your... Gosh. And it was on my... Yeah, on my 36th birthday. So that's why... Well, you so had thir- 37 yeah. for next year. All right. I'll have, have another answer next time. Wow. <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay. Best rap song ever. <laughs> that is... Not, I did not prepare for this. Okay. Just um, whatever comes rap. to mind. Gosh. Uh, it'd have to be... Or maybe your favorite rapper. That could be... I think... Kanye would probably be number one. I think overall, listen to him the most of anybody. Um, Jay Z's up there, but he's a little weird. Um, <laughs> if you consider Frank Frank Ocean, I wouldn't consider him rap, but he's hip hop, R and B. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd go Did definitely, you think right? song? definitely Kanye. Um, so, "Flashing Lights" is probably my favorite Kanye song. Okay, I, I know knew that's you know what you're gonna yeah, say. You that's the know. first thing that popped into my head. Yeah. "Flashing Light." The beat is just. Out of control. <laughs> I think I think I've uh, ca- I think drops. I've karaoke it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite rapper? I mean, mm-hmm. I w- or a rap song go to that you have to put on? <laughs> we did a uh, Mar- what? The what? <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's taking a American conference girl? right now. Yeah. <laughs> with <Josh>. Estelle, she's, <laughs> she's phoning a friend, <laughs> <laughs> asking about the appropriate. No, really, though, that the American Girl with, with yeah. Kanye and Estelle—that's a good one. Yeah, we karaoke that together okay, so the night after the Boston <laughs> Marathon this year. A little backstory though, like when we were dinks, like us, <laughs> you know, no kids. <laughs> we used to go to a lot of Barons games. Oh yeah. And you know how the players always have a song like before they get up mm-hmm. to bat. Yeah. And we, we always talked about like what would your song be. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's a, a great question. That's a good question. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your so song. 
the sidebar over here was, <laughs> would it be appropriate to say what my song was? Oh, yeah. Your walk-up song. Yeah, yeah, no. No, it's, it's not. not so I'm not going to answer the question. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on to the next question. <laughs> All right. Okay. Peanut butter or Nutella? Peanut butter. Peanut butter. All right. Would you rather not brush your hair ever or brush your teeth ever? Uh, definitely teeth. Yeah, I never brush my hair, yeah. so it would definitely be teeth. Oh, that's easy. I don't brush it. <laughs> One TV show on a desert island, what would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Band of Brothers. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, literally wow. the first wow. one that I thought of, too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We should have had y'all answer for each other <laughs> at yeah. the same time. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's or a great show. We were talking about w- last night. Remember, we were talking about the Sherlock series. Mm. That's a good one too. But I think uh, Band of yeah. Brothers, Benedict. Would, yeah, would top it. Okay, with, with Band of Brothers as being it's the only scene. show that you'd have on a desert island, man, yeah. it's just heavy. You know, it is heavy, and that it's only true. one season. Well, it's like you know, if like you just want a rom com, <laughs> yeah, that's why it's such a hard question. <laughs> yeah. Keep it heavy on that. But it is lightning round. Given more time, I'm no, that's think true. Right. No, no, yeah. for sure, it could change. Th- thank you yeah. for <laughs> respecting the integrity <laughs> of the question. I guess lost if we're on an island. Yeah, oh, really man. get to the mood. Lost oh, yeah, is yeah. so good. It's got a little bit of everything. It might give us some like good clues and tips. Yeah, there was that Survivor man show that used to come on that yeah that's a great yeah, answer. Island. survivor man oh, bear grill is no not that? the not him the real one oh, actually oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah all right worst purchase you've ever made oh jeez <laughs> um mm. oh we gotta talk about that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what? i mean recently the worst one was i bought a Air mattress for the kids that had a hole in it. Yeah, that, <laughs> so was, that was pretty bad. It's not I, not ideal. I yeah, I feel like can't I can't have a hole in I mean a mattress. I tried to think of a air mattress. <laughs> really bad purchase. Hmm. <laughs> Something. No. Ooh, stumped them. Oh, yeah. okay. it's a tough question. All right. We're v- very frugal, so we don't just <laughs> throw it uh, out there. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I would say probably the first drone that you got for Oliver that lasted uh, all of a few days and then a ended drone? up in a tree. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Drones uh, are tricky. I your yeah. parents got that. I don't even think I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're right. He mm-hmm. did, they did get that for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it was Anyways. the worst purchase they've made. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for you. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Um. <laughs> I know you're listening. Thrown under the bus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you think cats have any regrets? No. Yeah. <laughs> No, man. No. And if anything, they <laughs> probably enjoy yeah. the just the yeah. terror that they inflict <laughs> upon their owners yeah. and everyone else. Have what you guys ever owned a cat? We have. Yes. It's still alive. It, yeah. And it has a oh, big story. You still have it? It's, it's yeah. been rescued oh, multiple okay. times. No, Maria, My mom has it. Josh's mom oh. has her. Yeah. Meg's allergic. Yeah. We were I'm allergic to cats and at I'm one point we had allergic. two cats. Uh, yeah. And did two you dogs. know did you know you were allergic? Yes. And, and yet still <laughs> Somehow I got suckered into having those two cats. Wow. Yeah. They they ended up being outside cats, so mm. if that mm. gives Forcibly. you any yeah, indication. Yeah. What about mm. dogs? Do we think dogs have regrets? Oh, yes. Mm. They have lots of <laughs> feelings. I mean, yeah. Seeing the bias. <laughs> they definitely they feel can, more, yeah. I feel like. I think they see do. the shame yeah, in their face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To think about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's another one to think about. If you had to change your name, what would your new name be? Oh. Mine would probably be... so. I, you know, every time, okay, the name would be Jake Stone, just to, just to put it out there. <laughs> Actually, so I went by Bo in elementary school because I was such a big fan of Bo Jackson. And oh, there was, yeah. There was two Joshes, yeah. so I was Bo because I was like in the Bo club and I had like all the Bo stuff. So when the teacher called out and your I, name in class, yeah, did it you was go, Bo. it's Bo. Yeah. And, and there's still like, a girl what? we see sometimes, you know, with the J that would yeah. call me Bo still. Oh, now um, I know why. Yeah. Anyways, Josh so, has compared himself to Michael Jordan and, and now Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson the greatest athlete. I think Bo Jackson's <laughs> light, a better athlete. Light comparison. Yeah. Very yeah. <laughs> but um, the other one, Jake Stone, is because whenever you have to fill out an email, <laughs> like a, a, a thing for, to sign up to, for like a website, and you need an email, always right. enter the name Jake Stone. I don't, I don't know why. It yeah. just started that way. And I always enter, I hope this isn't an actual email address, but <laughs> al.com. If there's an al at al.com, I'll probably sign him up for like 200 different newsletters or websites. So it's the quickest thing I've been in. You're free to use that also if anybody out there needs it. So al that works at al.com. Al yeah, he's there. All these emails. He's probably wondering why he gets have driven him insane. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> May you sorry, may you listen to this and have peace. <laughs> so that's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. 
Uh, mine would probably be Maggie Jane. That's the mm. first thing that came to my mind. Because my mm. real name is Margaret. Oh, I don't know if you knew okay. that. Oh, I didn't, didn't know that. Margaret Jane. And mm. uh, so, yeah, anyway. Mm. I, had a, I had a friend in, in high school that called me that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> All right. Final question, and maybe this will put this to rest. Bigfoot real or fake? I'm going to go fake. Okay. Sasquatch. Yeah. Mm. There's lots of theories out there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Meg is the conspiracy theorist <laughs> of the relationship. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with. <laughs> Just go with I'm real. Go with as well. It was <laughs> Nephilim, maybe? <laughs> Biblical reference. Yeah, yeah. The, the angels. There you go. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. it, was poss- it was maybe possible back in the day. No, mm. I think it's uh, probably false. <laughs> probably. <laughs> All, All right. right, you heard okay. it here. <laughs> okay, that's From it. Bigfoot is not real. So <laughs> it's been settled. <laughs> well, Josh and Meg, well done. First couple okay. speed round. Go. I think we nailed no, it. Really, really good. Set the Strong. bar. Set yep. the bar high. Yeah. yeah. And Joseph is really critical about people taking a long time to answer. Right. Yeah. I heard last that. Week, and you made guys. Me <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys didn't it. fall prey to that. Yeah. I think I'm very impressed. Thank you. All right, so we've uh, talked about y'all being called out. We've mm-hmm. talked about y'all going to uh, the Family Discipleship Training School with YWAM. Uh, so I'd love to hear y'all talk a little bit about how this all came about, right? Um, how y'all started feeling led in this direction and then pulled the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think we both, I mean, as Meg mentioned, she's been around ministry basically her whole life and had family and missions for a while. Um, for me, it was a little bit different story. I grew up in like a Southern Baptist church where we gave to like Lottie Moon and gave to <laughs> people in missions that we never really heard from or talked to. But Meg may be the next Lottie Moon. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So we, uh, yeah, and then she mentioned we went to... Maggie we, Jane, though. Yeah. Maggie Jane. We started getting involved with Shades a while back, and I was part of the youth group here, which... Um, I mean, it was a youth group. I don't think most of the youth group even went to church here. It was just you came for youth to hang out. And yeah, then, including and then you, you. Yeah, and me. I never <laughs> went to church. Like, I started coming here at 13, 14. I didn't come on a Sunday until college, probably. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, after college, um, when we were more involved with the church um, and we were coming here regularly, I started getting involved with the missions team. And um, I was leading it for a few years um and then uh when we went on a few different trips we went to poland a couple times in conjunction with uh, meg's parents church up in huntsville river tree and my sister and her sister and visited them and um had opportunities to serve there and um see what it was like just to be on mission in a short-term capacity and then um i led a team a few years ago to cambodia from shade so we had 15 people go which is a like a remarkably large size to take for that size of trip but um yeah that could be a podcast in and yeah we could talk about that for for a couple hours but (laughs) just um that experience i think like i'd been led to missions obviously like leading the mission team and being part of different missions here and gone through different things around birmingham and um done more local stuff in terms of um you know, meeting the needs of those um, in need through uh, Green Springs Ministry and through um, we had some events with human trafficking with the Wellhouse. So yeah. I've been involved with some of the local local things. But um, I think after going to that trip in Cambodia, I felt like um, really particularly called to overseas and to um, more global ministry opportunities. Um, and there was a few things there that um really stood out um i think if you've if you heard us talk on the sunday there was the leader there his name's garth and he started the the base there and one of his lines was that um god god size things happen when you take god size risks and it really um struck a nerve with me i guess in terms of um kind of the safety things that we hold on to in our culture Mm -hmm. um whether it be our jobs our schools our family our friends our health care our church body or whatever it it may be there's a lot of things that we are quick to hold on to. And for me, it was a lot of, I earned this and this is what I've done with my life. And this is like what I'm, what I have to show that I've accomplished something. Yeah. And it's a, it's a heavy thing that, um, I think culturally we're told to, right. We're told yeah, that totally. what's your 401k look like? What's your home look like? What's yes. your, where are your kids going to school? Um, what opportunities are you providing for them? Um, so it was, it was big for me to kind of see that in a different light uh, in terms of, 
what culture would tell you versus what Christ tells you. And then, mm. um, and, and also with that, um, just, um, hearing his, how they, how they came about creating that base and the way that God came through again and again and again. And, um, just the times that they would risk basically everything they had to make this base happen. Even when it looked like the world was, it was shutting down that it would, that it would pull through. Um, and then a couple other things, just being there and seeing the families that we knew from Shades that that were at the base through Hundredfold Studios. So yeah. we saw the the Lackeys and the Hudsons, and seeing their um, just their families there at like the time. Their, all their kids mm. went. Yeah, too. and their kids there um, participating in worship and prayer and outreach, and seeing the that they they weren't just there to be alongside their parents; they were there to um, fully engage and fully experience that. And so. Um, I think it it showed us or showed me that um, having children was not going to be something that should limit our opportunities for for uh, ministry opportunities. Hmm. And then, um, you know, just hearing uh, hearing the testimonies of the people there, um, some of the places that we would go to on outreach while we were in Cambodia, and hearing testimonies of um, particularly widows who had been displaced and had basically their husbands killed during the Khmer Rouge. So during the wow. Cambodian genocide in the seventies, um, and basically to hearing how they, how they reacted to that and how they still are believers, how they came to know Christ and how they were ab- able to overcome kind of that amount of oppression and racism and, yeah. um, just death in a, in an entire country where I think millions of people were, were killed over the course of, I don't know, five years or so. Um, so just hearing their testimonies and being able to balance that with, you know, the issues that I feel like I face here hmm. that, um, you know, things that give me stress and anxiety and worry. And to even mention those to somebody who has come through something like I had my whole family taken away and my home and my land. And hmm. um, so it gave me a different perspective and just living in, I know this isn't for everybody. I know that it's not, you know, and I know you can be in mission wherever you are, whether it's mm-hmm. in your in your workplace, whether you're a teacher or, or you're a home, your stay-at-home mom and you're ministering to your children. Um, and I was in an environment where I I could be, I mean, I was working every day and um, <coughs> just the times when we would hear about, you know, go to retirement things and people would talk <laughs> about, you know, I've been with this company 40, 45 years and now I'm happy to retire and just go out and live at a beach with my fan with my wife you know mm. it sounds awesome but to me it was just like that is depressing you've spent 45 <laughs> years at a desk <laughs> and you have to show for it a retirement where you're going to go live on a beach so hmm. i mean every time we would just it feels uh, it, i know it, it feels like waste of time it's not but i know that like just being at an office every day and going there especially after returning from somewhere like cambodia and having those experiences it was it would weigh heavy so um mm. I know it's not that way for everybody and I don't say that it's, I don't say that everybody should feel that way, but I think that personally for us, um, it felt like we were being called to something outside of, you know, working and having a a local ministry. Um, I think that kind of shows what kind of where we were heading and what led us to, to look for these opportunities. And we've, we've kind of looked at a few different ones throughout the years. And I think now is just kind of the timing is, worked out with the kids at their ages now where it's not, you know, having a newborn or having, um, you know, having other issues related to, um, family issues or anything. Yeah. So when Oliver was about a year old, we were renting a condo in Homewood and we just sold our Leeds house, which took us forever. So we felt really free. We didn't have any debt and we thought it would be a really great time for us to go do, um, a DTS cause we, it had been on our hearts and our minds for a while. But, um, but the house right behind Park and Jeff that the Armsteads used to own went up for sale. Like they decided to move out to Rainbow City and we thought and prayed about that. I told Josh, I said, um, I really want to do this, but I definitely want to hear from the Lord about it. Like, I don't want it to just be a knee jerk reaction. So I put it on Josh. I said, I need you to pray about this. (laughs) And, um, and, and so he did. And we decided to go ahead and buy the house, which was one of the best things I think we ever could have done. Um, Mm. We've gotten to live behind Park and Jeff for the last four and a half years. Oliver's grown up with the boys basically as his big brothers. 
um, we joke that Jeff is Josh's, I mean, is um, Oliver's pseudo grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, no, it's just, it's really been such a great time. But um, after Reimer, uh, I guess now that she's two and uh, almost three, we just sort of felt this tug again to go. So we started looking um, last year around spring to see like what was available and like I mentioned before um Kona Hawaii is one of the big I think it's the original um the OG <laughs> YWAM base I mean, and it makes sense yeah, yeah it's huge and mm. they have like a big University of the Nations there Aaron and Greg my sister and brother-in-law have done um kind of secondary schooling there for their YWAM stuff and we've been to Kona before and loved it and so mm. we were like this is awesome. Yeah. We're going to go to Kona. We're going to do our family DTS. This is going to be like a vacation and a ministry school in one. And then the, uh, the application period never opened. It was uh. weird. I think what happened was like their leadership went to go start another school and they maybe were trying to find leadership before they would open the application. So we, ha- it had come to a point where we had to figure out Oliver's school and whether he was going to be in school again. So anyway, we, we started looking for something else because we needed to go ahead and figure out if we were going to do it. And we found the one in Tyler, which was interesting because, like, like I said, last year was the first time that they had done it. Um, so it just kind of popped up on the radar for the first time. And we were like, oh, my goodness, this is an eight-hour drive. Like, we'll be super close to home. Um, it started in the summer rather than the fall, which worked out really good for um, for homeschooling because we'll have to homeschool Oliver. And so anyway, um, we applied. We got accepted. And, like, the end of the year – uh, 2019 end of the year we were like definitely going mm. um and then 2020 happened <laughs> and so wait what do you mean <laughs> the whole world turned upside down <laughs> so we yeah we every all of our plans got it kind of got turned upside down and it was yeah. this huge roller coaster because like the beginning of the year we we were starting to fundraise we were sending out our our newsletters and and then we were like, okay, how are we going to fundraise through all of this? We can't even like meet in person. And, um, mm. and you know, we can email, but email only goes so far. And, um, and then it just, when everything kind of started shutting down, we were like, okay, well, we're going to assume that they're not going to have the school because how can like all the schools are shut down. Right. Mm. So I think in March we were pretty confident that we weren't going to go. Um, and also I think it was such an emotional roller coaster. We, I was like, we've got to figure this out. Like we have to either yeah. decide that we're going or we have to decide that we're not going. And we just kind of came to the conclusion unless God does something like really big, we're not going to, this isn't going to happen. And we mm. just kind of settled on that. And then, um, uh, Easter, the Saturday before Easter, we got a call from our leadership in Tyler and they said, the school is on, it's going to happen. And wow. we were like, uh, okay. That's, that's definitely not great. the sign that we were asking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, you sure? Because uh, God was supposed to tell us something yeah. else. Right? <laughs> not the sign. Couldn't be. No, no this is not the sign that we were uh, that we were expecting. So anyway, you know, at that point we had, what, two and a half months until go time. Mm-hmm. And we were, we had, I don't even know, we'd maybe fundraised a thousand dollars out of 20 yeah. that we needed <laughs> and we were like okay god we're gonna need another big sign no so we um we at that point we were like okay well we need somebody to rent our house we need twenty thousand dollars we need all these things to happen and i just kind of like put these um stipulations i guess you could call them on god and i was like okay if you can do this then we'll go and in the middle of the night one night i woke up and i felt like the lord said just commit to going and watch what happens and mm. i was like the whole time, this whole time from like when quarantine started until then I had been begging God, like, just let me hear from you. Cause I don't want to make, like, we don't want to make this decision on our own. Yeah. We want to hear from you. And I just kept asking like, please talk to me, please let me know. Mm. And, and then that night I got, I got that message. And then I, I talked to Josh the next morning and he was like, yeah, I was running yesterday. And I felt like the Lord told me the same thing. And I just felt like God was saying, you're holding all these like stipulations up to me and expecting me to perform, but like, what's going to be good enough for you? You mm, know, wow. like when is it going to be enough for yeah. you to say, okay, let's go. And so instead the Lord just told me like, just commit and, and, and watch what I do basically. Hmm. And so within like a couple of days, I heard from one of my good friends, Sandra, that they were coming back to Birmingham and 
it was possible it was a possibility that they could rent our house while we were gone and which that was like a huge maybe the biggest mm-hmm. thing that we needed to overcome um just because of the cost of you know paying our mortgage and all that while we were gone without any income and then we talked to Jonathan a couple of days later and he gave us an idea for a fundraiser which was the like you know grab a number fundraiser or whatever mm-hmm. and um and both of those things just were two of the biggest things that we needed to happen for us to be able to go. And it was just so mm. cool to see God show up and do yeah. these things that we needed him to do um, after we had said, okay, yeah, we'll go. Like, no matter what, we'll go. So mm. anyway, that was just really cool um, for that for that to happen. And, and we have now surpassed our what we need in order to do the lecture phase in fundraising. Like we needed wow. almost $9,000 for lecture phase that's due on the first day. And I think we, we now have like $11,000 that we've raised. Wow. Um, and that was in uh, yeah. uh, just a few weeks time. Yeah. Um, and we still need either, I don't know, we need like four to 12,000 more dollars for outreach. We don't really know, but like we were fully expecting the Lord to provide. Um, mm-hmm. And that's always been our experience, like with our adoption, with, um, with any mission trip that we've done, like when you commit and you feel like the Lord is calling you, he has always provided. It's like Mm. when the Lord calls, he'll provide. And that's totally been our experience, which Mm. has just been so cool to see. Um, So yeah, that's where we are now. And we leave Friday Mm -hmm. and we're getting everything packed up and it's crazy. How are y'all doing? How are y'all feeling? I mean, we're anxious. We're excited. Um, ready to be there on campus and experience it. I think we have, there's a lot of unknowns about, you know, even what daily life will be like and mm-hmm. a few and things that are stressing us out. Yeah. yeah how ki- our kids will do. Obviously it's, I think Oliver, the six year old is kind of taking it the hardest. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he told me he, today he, he wanted to stay with the boys. Yeah, he doesn't he want was to like, <laughs> I was like, who would you miss yeah. more? The boys, if you're with yeah, us? I'll or tell her it's a dangerous uh, question to ask. Yeah, he was like, the, bo- uh, the boys. I will definitely miss the boys more. <laughs> yeah, so <he> has, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he's not excited about going. So he's staying with yeah. the stalk up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the update. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might need to get readopted by somebody. So. <laughs> Never. So, uh, but no, he'll, I think, he, you know, he's all like, so is. I'm just super excited to see. I don't know if you've, you guys have met Oliver. If you mm-hmm. listening haven't, he has one of the most extroverted little kids. Yeah. Um, cannot meet a stranger, no matter where we go, no matter what yeah, language, no matter, no matter language. how age, race, <laughs> sex, um, nothing comes in the way of him like <laughs> pursuing somebody, asking them to play, asking them to sit with him. I mean, we'll be at a restaurant somewhere and he'll end up at That's a table with, table. you know, two 50 year old black women just hanging yeah. out and talking and chit chatting <laughs> yeah. about like what they're doing and That's what they're awesome. eating. And he'll, I mean, he does, he just asks people that he's very like socially inappropriate about like, <laughs> just like he has no boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> like he'll see a guy, he has no respect yeah, boundaries. He'll, be, he'll see a, like a janitor at the mall and be like, Hey, are you spraying that? Can I spray that? Can I, <laughs> yeah. can I use that for a minute? I mean, it's just like, you know, it kind of sounds like that, y'all going to this program is just God's way of getting him on the mission. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like. I think he will open doors for us. <laughs> yeah. that like, I mean, we've yeah. talked to people when we go to Barcelona or Paris, I mean, he would start like, we wouldn't go up to like a stranger, but he doesn't see language as a barrier or anything else <laughs> yeah. as a barrier, obviously. Yeah. So he just goes and we'll start talking to anybody. And so of course that leads us into conversations with people. So I'm yeah. excited to see how the Lord moves yeah. it's gonna be really in him cool. during this, because yeah. I think it'll be very powerful and just him being, once he gets there, he could, he adjusts very quickly. So I think he'll, he'll be fired up, but obviously it's a prayer right now for him to be comfortable going and not deal with any anxiety or issues as we prepare. Cause obviously me and Meg are already stressed enough for, for everybody. So having him be, a little bit ready to go would yeah. be yeah <laughs> yeah deal. if he would show any amount of excitement <laughs> yeah. in going with us uh, and I try to show him videos can, of the be, campus we'd be look, praying for that yeah, yeah. Well, there's a pool buddy kind of along oh, with that oh go ahead i was just gonna say uh just to show you the level that we're dealing with here josh Stalkup for uh his new year's resolution was to pray that oliver didn't go to texas <laughs> yeah. and i was like no no you can't yeah. do combating that. prayers <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's hilarious uh what what do you think will be the hardest part of leaving Birmingham? Family. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Just having family and friends and community around. Yeah. Um, Church, obviously. Yeah. Although yeah. we've dealt with not being here for the last few months. So <laughs> that, made, that made that blow a little yeah. bit easier. But, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like having my sister in the backyard and everything that goes along with that. Josh's mm-hmm. mom here and um, 
his sisters have been there. They actually are. One sister just moved and the other one's about to. So we're all kind of spreading out mm-hmm. on his side of the family. But yeah, I think that'll be hard. Yeah. Well, it's so cool to just hear y'all's story because I can remember back to when the Cambodia trip was just a maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then just hearing you talk about everything through COVID and even just a little thing like the how your house situation working out, someone mm-hmm. being able to rent it, that being a logistical stressor for sure and the lord providing through that and with the money just all of it it's just amazing to sit back and look at god's sovereignty yeah mm-hmm. over the entire process in right. the midst of so many different things going on at shades going on in the world going on in y'all's life and yet he is working to bring you to this place um to send you to tyler texas yeah. right. for of all you places know, We've never for, been to texas yeah. either of us so for the calling he has so i know that this is in the future and a lot can happen in five months, but do you have any idea kind of after this program where you think the Lord may be leading you to serve or what kind of work you may want to do? So, I mean, yeah, a lot will be determined after this and we'll pray through um, where the Lord's leading us when we're kind of when we're done with this, but the hope would be to eventually join um, Meg's sister and brother-in-law in Poland. And they have two girls um, that are teenagers now that um, are part of uh, YWAM, uh, King's Kids Ministry in Warsaw. Um, so we visited them once in the city they were originally in, which is um, in South Poland, a smaller city. But now they're in Warsaw, a major city. So we were able to visit them there. Um, I don't know. It was right before Oliver was yeah, born, six so years ago. Six, seven years ago. Um, and so we would like to bu- help them to establish a YWAM base in Warsaw, um, it's one of the largest countries uh, in the world, I believe, without a base right now. And a base just that allows you to have more opportunities to host um, host people from other countries, host outreaches from other bases, potentially. Have a DTS and there. Yeah, have a DTS. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities that could come with that base. So we've... Um, and like just... Okay, so mm-hmm. like the base in Cambodia that they visited mm-hmm. was like the whole community used it. Right. I mean, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to go personally, but he said it was just so amazing to see yeah, just ha- how it was like a c- such a community center, and people came there, yeah. and then they could like share the gospel. So, yeah. just to have that, to have like a physical building that mm-hmm. that the community can be drawn to, yeah, and then sure. you can build relationships. Like it's a game changer. Yeah. So they would use in Cambodia, they would use CrossFit gym. They would have a you know a soccer field, a playground, things like that for people just of the community to to get involved with and develop relationships from there, which right now in, in Warsaw, they don't really have the opportunities to do that. So yeah. we're hopeful that we could do that. I mean, it would still require us to come back and be in Birmingham for a while as we would raise uh, money to go on long-term outreach. Sure, so yeah. we'd be kind of raising monthly support that would um, provide us those opportunities. So um, still a lot to be determined, but right now we feel kind of that calling on our lives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, as we, begin to wrap up what are some ways uh as a body here at shades that that we can come alongside and and support you guys through all this i think first and foremost is just to be in prayer for our family um with the transition especially with our kids and um just the new like you know the new schedule and location and loss of family nearby and all of that um as well as just uh against any kind of like weariness Mm -hmm. or um tiredness I think we're gonna be tired (laughs) like we're gonna have really full days and there's gonna be a lot expected of us as students as well as um having to raise our kids and just also being in community with new families and literally living with new families and that dynamic of sharing a space and not having our own you know, our own house. Mm, yeah. Um, and this introvert will definitely be praying for you. Thank you. Because yes, <laughs> I am also an introvert and the quarantine y'all, I haven't had more than like an hour. I think. Yeah. Josh goes on runs. I don't. So <laughs> I need to start that. apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what else? I guess just, you know, fundraising, we're continuing to, uh, fundraise for our outreach. Yeah, I was going to ask, for those who don't know, how can they uh, give to your fundraiser? How can they help you guys raise all the funds? We have a fancy new link that Scott set up for us through, you can give through the realm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you just have to designate missions and then drop down 
option is McClung. Yeah. So um, we'll put be... that link at the bottom of this podcast yeah. Ooh, for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And so we'll be sending out um, newsletters regularly, and we're hopefully going to start a a fancy new Instagram account whenever any, we can. Whenever we can find a clever name. For names? <laughs> yeah. I, th- oh. I said Mission McClung earlier, but it I sounded know. too. Uh, I thought it sounded like a NASA. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not <laughs> good. So we need something better. <laughs> uh, Andrew Thompson. Yeah, he's we'll a, contact yeah, Andrew. He's for our, he's our branding guy. Our design, yes, so we'll yes, get a new account awesome. just to keep up with kind of daily, daily requests and prayers because we don't want to inundate everybody's email with newsletters every week or so. So, how can um, people okay. sign up for the newsletter? Um, or get that? We can I post can that link to you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's the link, so we can. Sign up for that, um, and so yeah, we'll be keeping people up to date about what things what things are doing like on the on the base and where it looks like we'll be heading to whenever we get more information about that. Mm. Well, guys, thank you all so much for coming in and sharing a little bit of, about what God is mm. doing in your life. Thanks for uh, having us. This was awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, JM, would you close by uh, praying for them? Yeah, for sure. Lord, uh, we just thank you. We just thank you for this time we've had together, uh, just with our friends, uh, with our family here at Shades. Uh, we thank you for placing um, just this heart of missions in uh, Josh and Meg and their family, and just um, giving them uh, the Holy Spirit to guide them and convict them and to uh, reveal. Uh, your plans to them and for them to be obedient and say yes and to be willing to uproot their family and their lives to move and and go do something uh, that's very important uh, for the kingdom. And so I just ask that you would, we know that you will go before them, um, continue to uh, just reveal your spirit to them and reveal yourself to them, um, give them energy and strength, uh, calm any anxieties or fears they may have, Uh, Remind them that you uh, have everything in control and um, that's all part of your plan and your will. I ask that the work that they do would be uh, just so meaningful that it would enrich their lives, that they would encounter you in new ways and grow uh, exponentially over the next five months and that you would continue to give Josh and Meg wisdom for what their future looks like after this time be with their children, help them to grow and have a great time. Let them make new friends. And um, yeah, God, we just thank you for them. And uh, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Shades Midweek. We'll uh, see you next week. Bye.